What is going on, everybody? I hope you are having a great Sunday morning here. This is Conversations with Commander Anderson, and today is Don't Get Caught Up, Don't Get Locked Up, Part 2. More situations where you can find yourself caught up in negative results of bad decision-making, or you can find yourself locked up. Just to say, quick disclaimer, I am not a lawyer, doctor, or any type of professional. This is just based on what I've seen, what I've researched. We're going to jump right into it, but I was unable to podcast last night due to a uh, allergy nasal condition. So I want to make sure that I sound as clear as possible for you guys. So the podcast was postponed until this morning. So without further ado, let's talk about a few situations where you can find yourself caught up or locked up. The first one, this is important, and I kept trying to tell people this. They didn't want to listen. They wanted to argue. Stay off people's property. You don't control their response to how they're going to feel or how they're going to react to you being on their property. Yes, in the real world, humans don't want to hurt each other. And I feel that there are a lot of decent people out there. But you have to understand that when you come on somebody else's property, especially trespassing, you don't control exactly what's going to happen. You don't control the next step. And I want to relate this to the case of Jeffrey Ziegler, who just received four years in prison. Now, Jeffrey Ziegler was the man who took shots with a rifle at Brennan Walker, the young black teen who got lost and went looking for directions. Now, Jeffrey Ziegler fired at him as Brennan was running away. Now, it's against the law to fire at a fleeing person off your property. So, yes, Jeffrey Ziegler got what he deserved, and he's lucky he didn't get more. I'm glad the young man did not get killed. I'm glad he didn't get shot. I'm glad that he's still alive. However, you have to understand that what he did was very dangerous. Now, he did not have a cell phone. I don't know if he lost it, left it at home. I just don't know. But you cannot just run up on people's property, banging on their door, asking for directions. You don't know the type of response that you're going to get. I had people arguing back and forth about, well, J Ziegler was wrong. Ziegler was wrong. Yes, Ziegler was wrong. I admitted he was wrong. I would never defend him. He simply could have called the police if he thought that he was in danger. He did not have to come outside shooting that rifle. However, on the other token, you have to look at it as, why, doesn't, why isn't this young man resourceful enough to know what to do when he's lost or when he missed his bus? He was better off trying to ask um, a passing motorist, excuse me, where's the nearest gas station? Excuse me, where's the nearest library? Because this happened on a weekday. Or he was almost better off flagging down a police officer. And I'm not getting into a debate on trusting the police, not trusting the police. But he was better off doing that opposed to walking up to some stranger's doorstep. The end result was he got shot at. Yes, it was wrong. And I keep repeating this and I will keep repeating this. Shooting at the young man was wrong. 
But that young man does not control how a person is going to respond. Excuse me. People respond differently. People react differently. Some people are the nicest people in the world. Some people are the angriest in the world. So if you don't know how somebody's going to react, especially a stranger, don't take your chances by coming on their property. Next, this is really, really one of the things that steams me up the most are false sexual assault charges. And I'm talking about false charges when a woman lies on a man. But there are some tips that we men out here can take to assure that that does not happen. Staying away from drunk, drugged out, intoxicated women. I don't care if you're at a party. I don't care if you're at a club. If she's drunk, you stay away from her. And I don't even mean staying away from as in you're trying to take her back home or you're trying to sleep with her. I mean stay away from her, period. You don't know what her drunk state of mind is going to do or when she's sobered up, what she's going to say, okay? If all she remembers is you were the only guy around her and she felt she was assaulted, guess what? The police have to take you to jail or at least have to take you in for an interrogation or in some places an interview. They have to see and get a feel for who you are. They're not going to listen to your side of the story. They're going to ask her, are you sure this is the guy that assaulted you? Are you sure he attacked you? If she says yes, guess what, buddy? Here come the police. Another thing we men need to stop doing is mess, excuse me, messing around with women who are already in a relationship, who are already married. And the reason being is that would give her a reason to deny a consensual sexual encounter with you. If she got caught, all she has to do is, hey, he was attacking me. If you got guys got caught red-handed and she says that she's being assaulted by you, her husband, boyfriend is not going to listen to anything you have to say. I mean, unless you can jump over and get your phone and start showing text messages and hopefully he comes to his senses. But a lot of men have the emotional reaction to just jump in when a woman says that, you know, this is what's happening to me, I'm being attacked. You have to understand the danger that you are putting yourself in by messing around with a married woman or a woman that's already in a relationship. She, You could give her several reasons to deny. Another thing, very important, make sure that the woman wants to be with you 100%. Make sure she feels the same way 100%. If she does not, if you get the slightest hint that she does not feel the same way, and I mean the slightest, simply find a way to get away from her. This will save you a ton of trouble. Now, there's a case, and I, this, excuse me, this case deserves its own video or own podcast. So one day, if hopefully, hopefully if I come to YouTube, I will do a video on this case because I've wanted to do it for a long time. But there was a school and a young man is being charged with uh, a sexual assault. This is some type of pre excuse me, prestige school where you wear suits, uniforms, et cetera, to school every day. I think it might, it might even be a boarding school. And the guy that's being accused 
looks like your typical video game uh, Harry Potter guy. And based on what I've um, researched and know about this case, the girl on the stand tells this story. Now, once again, I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm not saying he's lying. But I've kind of found this story fishy because this guy is not your, I guess, alpha male or your typical, he's not your in-shape Division One quarterback. And when I saw the uh, girls, um, what I've seen and what I've researched on this news or what stories or articles I looked up, she looked like she would be with a Division One quarterback, you know, your typical, as we call them, quote-unquote, Chaz and Brads. She doesn't look like she'd be with the Harry Potter type guy. And this brings me to another, another point where you don't know what her friend's telling her to do. She might like you. But then her friends find out and you're not socially acceptable. Now, all of a sudden, uh, you're uh, you're sexually assaulting the girl. We know that's not true. She definitely knows it's not true. However, it has to be investigated. If you go to some type of school, they're going to kick you out. You're done. Even if she tells the truth uh, uh, down the road and signs a statement, guess what? You're still done. Because the school, there's always going to be that doubt that you were guilty of such a thing, a terrible thing at that. You know, you'll never live it down. You got to hope, pray that it never makes it to the news or social media. Once it gets there in the court of public opinion, you're done. That's it. Uh, these investigations are lengthy. Uh, they're not taken lightly. And also... Even, let's say she re re recants or retracts her statement. Uh, they, they might say, well, are you sure you're just retracting this statement, young lady, because you're scared? You know, did this really happen? And they still have to investigate that part. So you might as well get ready to sign up at your junior college because you're not coming back there. If, got if you have a profession, like you're a teacher, leave the students alone. Okay, if you're college, I don't care if they're 18 or above, leave them alone. Okay, uh, a lot of professors have gotten themselves in trouble. A lot of professors have gotten themselves locked up. They've been lied on, and you might get lucky, and the truth comes to light, but you still can't teach at the school. Don't throw away your career. Don't throw away your life. Don't throw away your family. Don't just be thinking of yourself first. Think of the negative effects that this could have around you before you have an encounter with this woman. Moving on, we're still talking about the false charges here. Another thing, this is very important. If a girl has a fight with her boyfriend or husband and comes to see you to talk and confide in you, do not, and even if you are attracted to her and she attracted to you, do not sleep with her. Because in the bigger scheme of things, she's going to go back to the husband. She's going to go back to the boyfriend. And she might even say that you attacked her when you came over there or when she came to see you. I've seen stories about this, especially on information discovery or investigation discovery or the ID network. Say, oh, those are all the same thing. But 
I've seen plenty of stories about this. Also, there's stories where a woman lies about being raped to cover up things like uh, where she was for the weekend, where she's been for the week, you know, why she's answering her phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the best she could come up with. And the guy she tells it to, he reacts and goes and does something bad to the other guy, beats him up. So I got beaten to a coma. Not saw in face to face, but I saw it on show called Diabolical on the uh, ID network. I saw an episode of Deadly Women. A woman lied that she was attacked by a man. The guy, no question, no nothing, no police, went and grabbed a gun and killed the guy that she said assaulted her. Now, all those lives are destroyed. And women, you have to think before you do something like that, the biggest scheme of things, am I ruining this guy's life? What are the consequences for, you know, I want you want to keep your truth so hidden that you would ruin somebody else's life? You would put that man behind bars. You would put that man out on the street. He loses his family, loses his kids. So we have to take precautions just to make sure. If it does not feel right, cut it off. If she comes to confide in you about something, and you suspect that uh, she was just upset or something like that, talk to her on the phone, text message. Do not meet this woman face-to-face. Trust me, you don't want to do that. I've seen countless stories of guys' lives who have been messed up because they just had to go face-to-face or their feelings came out. You have to think smart. Remember, don't get caught up in this situation. Don't get locked up because... She says you did something that you know, that you both know you didn't do, okay? Next, and this, very, very personal here. Trying to fit into groups that you do not belong to. If you're not in a gang, you didn't uh, come up, you didn't grow up like that, that kind of lifestyle, don't join it when you're 25. Doesn't work that way. If the social elites are gathering at the country club and that's not you, don't try to fit in. You know, so you'll always be seen as an outsider. It's all types of organizations, groups that people want to belong to. But maybe it's best that you find something that you're 100% sure you want to be involved with. It may look cool. It may be cool. But then you may get yourself involved in it and can't get out of it. You know, certain things like hazing rituals, you know, at colleges, to things like, all right, you want to be in this gang, now you got to go kill somebody because you got to fit in. Well, guess what? If you're 18 or 19 and you go kill somebody and you get caught, chances are you will get caught by the police because of the age we live in. Technology has changed, you know. They can ping cell phone locations, eyewitness testimony. Once that happens to you and you get caught up in that situation, that's it, buddy. We all watch the, well, not we all, but a lot of people I know love the first 48. And at the end of the episode, if you've been convicted, they normally say, what happens to you? Well, how many young men have gotten convicted of murder and sentenced to life? You were 19, you, in some places you'd be 16 charged as an adult because of the nature of the crime. And now you're going away for life. 
you got yourself locked up because you chose to join something that may not may or may not have been what you thought it was. You know, you join the country club elites and now you got to be quiet to certain things. You know, what if they uh, snub certain races of people? OK, and you got now, you know, it's wrong. They know it's wrong, but you got to keep quiet because you part of the group now. You know, there is no. Uh oh, uh, I better do the right thing. Uh oh, I better, you know, step up. I got to get this on the news. I got to do the right thing. Nope, they don't want to hear that. You're caught up in it, and the, excuse me, and the results could end up being disastrous when you try to get out of it. Okay. What if they have some evidence on you? Whoops. Now, if you leave the group, the evidence comes to light because of what you've done. Or, if you try to leave the gang, you get beat up or you get shot. Um, once again, I'm not 100% familiar with that type of culture from what I've seen on the research. Okay, so let's say they have a video of you doing something. And a good example, a fictional example, would be the movie Menace to Society, when Odal went around showing the tape of the murder he committed at the beginning of the movie. Now, that tape was eventually used against him because of the person that he got into it with. So just be very mindful of the certain type of groups that you may want to belong to, but why it may be a much better idea to kind of find your own way. And don't let anybody influence you into any type of group or any type of subgroup. You just don't know how disastrous things can turn out. And not knowing is the worst. Now, lastly, number four. Bad credit. Yes, people don't like to talk about credit. I didn't like to talk about credit for a long time. However, for the past nine years, personally, and I had some pretty bad credit. I'm not going to lie. You know, and things you just can't get with bad credit. No apartment, no car. You know, you want to get a house? Not tough luck. Too bad. Uh, it's almost at that point where you have to sit down, uh, gather up your debts and say to yourself, man, should I just go ahead and file bankruptcy and then uh, start all over again? You know, should I do that? Should I wait it out? Uh, let it go to all the collection agencies in the world and after seven years, it falls off your credit report. So uh, the bad credit you know, it, it really, it's a hindrance on, hindrance on your adulthood, especially your later adulthood. When I was in my early 20s, especially like 2000, 2001, I, I messed up. I messed up. I had credit card after credit card. You know, PlayStation 2 came out. I, I saved up the money for it, the cash money, just to get the system, but now I don't have any games and I'm greedy. I got this credit card with X amount of dollars on it. I could charge five, six games on it. And I got myself caught up in that minimum payment trap on a lot of credit cards. And yes, collectors were trying to come after me. Yes, they wanted their money. And I'm the one that signed for the credit card. So with that being said, I do owe them money. Now, you could try waiting it out. And when you wait it out, it takes seven years for stuff to start falling off. So now we're down 10 years later where I'm getting myself back on track. Um, I just want to make this real quick. Uh, as far as like apartments, cars, stuff like that, I had people who took a chance on me 
where they would put the stuff in their name and I would pay them the money or pay the bill, take the bill and pay it on time. And I never screwed them. Okay. They could have left me out to dry, but they chose not to. They chose to help me out. And I'm grateful for that. All the payments that made, were made on time. I did not throw anybody under the bus. So once again, for those who've helped me with that, thank you very much. Thank you for trusting me to pay those bills on time. You cannot find any time, no receipt, nothing, where I paid any of those bills late or any other payments that are late. Just didn't happen. So getting back on track, we're talking a decade later, you know, mid to late 30s, and now my credit kind of started over where I don't have any credit, period. But that was good. I don't have any. Now I can take the time to build that credit back up. And a year ago, my credit score was pretty much in the dump. However, things have changed now, and I'm working towards getting that, uh, working towards the 700s. So I learned my lesson. You know, whatever you guys do, you know, try your best. Don't get caught up in that game, in that credit card game. It's not it's not good because you may need something. OK, you may need a car repair. OK. And yeah, I can, I, at the time, I wouldn't be able to get a Pet Boys credit card because uh, my bad credit was so, you know, in the toilet that if I need expensive car repair, I'm just stuck with it. It would be better to. Pay, you know, off Firestone car, Pet Boys car, and then pay it off in a few months. I understand that now, you know. So, yeah, just don't be like me, you know. Uh, one of my favorite episodes of Beyond Scare Straight, and I've shared this with a lot of people, is when they went to San Quentin Prison. They took the teenagers to San Quentin. And there was a prisoner in there. His name was David. And David said to the kids, he looked all the kids in the face, he said, one of the things that I'll never forget, and I'll take this with me. And he said, you know, I did what I did 28 years ago. I'm in here for murder. You know, he's getting out soon. You know, he's actually a motivational speaker now, but we'll get to that another time. And he told the kids, you know, this is your lunch. This is what your lunch looked like. He threw out a bologna sandwich, a juice box, and some crackers. He said, this is your lunch. This is what it looked like. That's it. He said, do I like being here? No. But because of my bad decision-making in life, this is where I'm at. And I got to deal with it. I don't have any choice. So I took that, you know, with a lot of things in life, especially with credit. Did I like bad credit? No. But my bad decision-making led me down the wrong path. And there were people that tried to tell me and help me at the beginning, and I did not listen to them. And that's my fault. So I apologize to them because they were right. So yeah, just don't just don't end up like I was, you know. Now things are back on track. Hopefully the future's much brighter. You know. So uh thank you for listening, you guys. Sorry I'm a day late. Um Wow, it's crazy out there, real quick. This whole virus thing that's going around. Hope everybody's okay. Hope everybody's healthy. Follow your stay at home order to the best of your ability. And I will talk to you guys next week.